With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, with you for another live episode of Let's Ride. That's right, it is Tuesday night, and for those that know, well, you know the Tuesday nights are when you get the opportunity, if you're an iOS user, to join me live on the locker room app. If you're just now hearing this for the first time, make sure that you understand you have to be an iOS user, like I just said. You have to download the Locker Room app completely free, create your own account completely free, follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T, and when I get on at 7.30 every Tuesday night, I record the show, I answer your questions, I dive into the Twitter mailbag, all of that, every single Tuesday night, which turns into my Wednesday morning mailbag podcast. So today we have a lot to talk about. And I want to start this show with the Steven Nelson fallout. But not just Steven Nelson, the Steven Nelson and the Steelers fallout. A lot of people were asking me when I asked the people on Twitter saying, hey, give me your questions. A lot of questions came about Steven Nelson because Steven Nelson was released from the Steelers on Tuesday. And there's speculation about what are they going to do with the $8 million that they saved. There's a lot of questions about what are they going to do at the cornerback position, uh, there was a lot of questions just in general. What happened? Why did they cut Nelson? Why did they not cut Hayden? Why did, there's, th- we have more questions than we have answers, let's put it that way. 
But the one thing I want to talk about is that where do the Steelers go after this? Where do the Steelers go after the news has already become? And let's be honest, we knew this was coming. If you were, you know, if you listened, I said it. Other people on our platform said it. When Stephen Nelson was granted the request to search for a trade, he was as good as gone. And the reason being is that no one in their right mind, excuse me, no one in their right mind, meaning other NFL personnel, would have put in a trade request when they knew that the Steelers were going to cut him anyways. They knew they were going to release him. They knew they needed the salary cap space. They knew that he was the one that they were going to be getting rid of. So why in the world would anyone put in a trade if you know he's going to be on the free market? The only team that would is if they're unbelievably needy for a cornerback and they have the draft capital to trade. That didn't happen. When it didn't happen over the weekend, I said it was going to, he was going to be released, and here we are on Tuesday, and that's exactly what happened. He was released. So I don't think this is necessarily Nelson was underperforming, that Hayden is better. I literally think this came down to finances. I think it came down to that he saved them more money. Now, Mark Caballi of The Athletic recently went on 93.7 The Fan in Pittsburgh and said that he does not feel that the Steelers are going to put this money back into the team. I kind of disagree with that. I disagree with that for a couple reasons. Number one, I think that they already had about $3 million in cap space. That's important to know prior to cutting Steven Nelson. Steven Nelson gets cut. Now they have $8 million more. Simple math tells you that's $11 million. Now, when you have $11 million, you can sit on it. You're only going to need about $3 million to sign your draft picks. Yeah, you're going to have to pay out injuries and things like that, but they could still go out there and find someone. They could still go out there and find a free agent. I'm pointing to the center position mainly, saying if they could just find a center, and there still are some serviceable centers out there on the open market, if they could just find a center, then they could be on their way to really shaping this team. Really shaping. And I I said it before. I said it on my Monday show. If you missed it, go back and check it out, my Let's Ride podcast on Monday. I actually like the way this team is starting to take shape. I really do. People want to change, and you're getting it. But sometimes it's not the change that you want or necessarily expect. That doesn't mean that it's bad change. Sometimes there's change just for the sake of change, and sometimes there's change for the better. I think so far the moves they've made, and some of them, you know, losing Bud Dupree, losing Mike Hilton, losing Tyson Alawalu, losing Matt Filer, all those players, that's not change that they could control. The salary cap goes to 182.5. They can't control that. They can't control that. But I'm sure you have a lot of questions. And if you're watching live on Locker Room, or listening, I should say, all you have to do is put in a speaker request. Put in a speaker request. I'll bring you up. We'll talk about it. I'll be going back and forth between that and my Twitter mailbag. And right away, we already have someone, Alfred. What's up, Alfred? How's it going? It's going great, Jeff. Thank you for having me on. No problem. Thanks for joining me. What's up? What's on your mind? All right, so... All I've been seeing for the last week, ever since free agency started and we started losing Bud and uh, Hilton and Alualu and obviously um, Nelson today, is just panic from Steeler Nation. And I just want to get on here and just kind of just help help them put things into perspective and just kind of get things you know straightened out. Right. So obviously we lost Hilton uh, Williams. Alualu, those three guys, I think, mainly were big on our run defense, right? But yeah. we didn't really lose too much on our pass defense, um, you know, save for Stephen Nelson. But then I would argue 
Cam Sutton is there to just... He should be able to seamlessly transition into that role. It looked like he was actually getting groomed for that position. Even back against, I still remember his great game against the Chargers two years ago. So, so you're, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. What I'm what I'm saying is, if I told Steeler Nation last last year that all right, next year you're going to be rolling into the season with T.J. Watt, Cam. Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, um, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, Devin Bush, uh, whoever else I'm missing, uh, Joe Hayden, obviously. And if I told you that all those guys are going to be on the team come the 2021 season, you would have said that, yeah, our defense is at, is at least going to be top 10, maybe top 5. Maybe not top 1, but look at the Steelers' moves in the free, in free agency so far. Right? It should tell you that, yeah, maybe they didn't switch out Steven Nelson for Juju, but if they knew that they were going to have to cut Steven Nelson, I feel like they would have known that early on, early on in free agency. Maybe they did switch out Steven Nelson or or Juju for um, some of the guys that they could have signed, like maybe uh, Alu Alu or um, maybe maybe even Filer if, if that if that um, if they would have offered him a good deal like that. Well, let me ask you this, Alfred. Do you think that Cameron Sutton is going to just automatically go to the outside and be opposite Joe Hayden, or do you think they're going to keep him in the slot, whether it's in the nickel and the dime? How do you see the Steelers using him when he just got that new two-year deal? I think the slot cornerback spot is not going to be used anymore, not as strongly against the run. Because, well, Mike Hilton, Mike Hilton was not a co- like he, his strong suit was not coverage. Um, it was it was against the run, and he was a great run defender. But against the run, uh, against the 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 pass, I mean, Jarvis Landry ate him up in the slot. Yeah, um, both both meetings, th- th- those last two meetings, and I think now that they kind of realize that Cam Sutton is going to have to be outside, maybe, and they might transition a little bit from not having that um, slot cornerback being featured as much especially when you get Devin Bush back. Hopefully he stays healthy the whole year. So I think Cam Sutton definitely stays outside, and maybe they put in a guy like maybe Justin Lane or um, James Pierre flashed a little bit in the time he he, he played. Yeah, no, you're right, Alfred, and and thanks for for stepping up and talking. We appreciate it. I I agree with what he said. I don't think the sky's falling. Here, what I think the Steelers should do, I'm going to say this might be a little bold prediction for you out there. I think the Steelers should double down. What I, if I'm the Steelers, if I'm Kevin Colbert, I'm calling up Joe Hayden and his agent and saying, hey, we want to give him an extension. Yeah, I know we just cut Steven Nelson. We want Joe to stay around. We want to give him a two-year extension. Free up more cap space. Be aggressive. Go out and get somebody. Brian Miller wants to talk. What's up, Brian? How's it going? Hey, how Brian. you doing? Good, man. How are you? I'm doing excellent. I appreciate you doing this thing every week. It's uh, It's been a really good opportunity, so I appreciate you going to the trouble to do this. No, I appreciate it. Thank uh, you. Hey, no problem. No, I, I'll tell you, my concern, it's not specifically for Hilton or, um, you know, a specific cornerback, Nelson, even though they were, they were playing really well for us. I'm just worried overall about the the fact that a lot of our past defense and our success on interception stuff has been predicated on the fact that we've been getting so much pressure so quickly. So you lose Alu Alu, you lose 
Bud Dupree, as you mentioned, who ne- who wasn't necessarily getting to the quarterback, but I think he was setting the edge and putting enough pressure on the quarterback to force those quick throws, plus making them the other teams not be able to just double and triple team all the time. Well, what? You take those two pieces away, and then you take a really good uh, slot corner for us. Um, I don't know. It just it scares me, A, because, you know, in important times our run defense failed us as well, but overall it was very good. And B, I just if we lose some of that pressure, I'm really worried overall to what that'll do on the defense uh, defensive side. What do you think? Yeah, you know, the defense got gutted in a lot of ways. You're right. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. There's no tiptoeing around it. I, the, the question that you ask is, can they find suitable replacements from within? That can also include the NFL draft. That can include free agency. You know, they get a guy like Miles Killebrew from Detroit. And I remember in 2016, he was drafted in the fourth round. And I remember him being on the Steelers' radar. They liked him. And he's a pretty versatile guy. Uh, We're still looking at him at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. But Jeffrey Benedict, one of our film room guys, says that he really likes what he sees in terms of his ability to play down in the slot. Maybe he could do some of the things that Mike Hilton did. I, I tell myself all the time, I have to trust the Steelers because... Why shouldn't I? You know what I mean? I mean, when it comes to some of these decisions, and I always say, because there's a, I got to think that the biggest upheaval, the biggest angst about the Steelers' decision was that they didn't get a Lulu back. That was the biggest issue <clears throat> with Steelers fans. I understand it, but remember when they got a Lulu? I do. I was still I was writing behind the steel curtain, and I said, what do we think about this guy? And the comment section was riddled with first-round bust, first-round bust, this guy stinks. And look at what, to, what, look what happened. He turned into yeah. a pretty good player, and now he's a player that was coveted and is going to be missed. So Chris Wormley could be the same exact type of guy. He was a reserve for Baltimore, drafted out of Michigan. Pittsburgh really liked him coming out of Michigan. Pittsburgh trades within the division to get him. They give him a two-year deal. Who knows, at the end of this two-year deal, we might be talking about Wormley the way we are Lulu. I'm just saying that's an option that is possible. But right. the defense is going to have to be, and, and also, we say this about the offense all the time with Matt Canada's system and how it's going to be different. There's nothing to suggest that the defense isn't going to look different either. That maybe sure. their sub-package those look different. Maybe they're going to run more three-three-five type looks instead of their typical standard nickel and dime. They could be changing things up based on their personnel. In my opinion, that's what good coaches do. <laughs> and so if Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin right. are worth their weight, we'll throw Terrell Austin in there as well. Terrell Austin, I'm sorry. Then I think they, I think they'll be okay. I'm an op- I'm an optimist. If you listen to me long enough, you know I'm a half gla- glass half full guy. And so I'm yep. going to trust the Steelers in this one. Well, and I agree with you. I think I definitely am not going into this to the season hanging my head and thinking it's going to be doom and gloom. I, I definitely think that they've really been able to to pick pieces that really uh, fit their system, like you said, and or tweak the system to to what they need. So I'm, I'm definitely really looking forward to the draft this year and see what pieces they add, as well as more free agency uh, stuff and. Hey, we're all supporters. We all want the same goal. So, Absolutely. Hear them on, brother. I appreciate it. Hey, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. If you're also watching live in locker room, you want to join, talk about the Steelers, talk about Steven Nelson, the fallout from that decision when the Steelers released their the biggest free agent signing in, in Steelers history. That's what Steven Nelson was in 2019, and he is now off 
and he's a free agent again. So if you want to talk, put in a speaker request. Otherwise, we're going to dip into the Twitter mailbag. We haven't gone here yet so far in this show. So why don't we start things off with Shield91, who writes, How confident are you in the Steelers' ability to bridge the years between Ben's retirement and signing a quote-unquote franchise quarterback? I feel it's a matter of luck in finding that, but will they find a competent quarterback to remain competitive? You know, to, to answer this question, I think that the Steelers, you want to avoid the Bradshaw to Ben years. And you think about when Bradshaw was done, they went through all those quarterbacks, whether you're talking about Bubby Brister, whether you're talking about Malone, Graham, Tom Zach, Maddox, Stewart, um, O'Donnell. Blech, I just threw up a little bit when I said that. Um, you talk about all those quarterbacks in their household names with Steeler fans, but they weren't the guy. They weren't that franchise quarterback. And so they are going to have to be really aggressive if they want to remain competitive to find that next guy. I've said this a lot over the offseason that I think that if they really like this quarterback class, why not be aggressive, trade up, and try to get the guy if you think there is that type of quarterback in this mix? Maybe it's a Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Maybe it's if one of those quarterbacks lingers, uh, Justin Fields, I don't know. Maybe they think they have it in Dwayne Haskins. I'm not about to say that they do, but there's a lot of people that think that, and I'm one of them, that he's a wild card here. No one knows what to expect. He's a young quarterback. He's a system quarterback. He looks like he could actually run Matt Canada's system well when you look at Matt Canada's system, but can he get his head on straight? Can he do the work? And we'll we'll see if that if that pans out. But I think that the Steelers are going to have to be aggressive if they're not going to go in-house. And I don't think Mason Rudolph is the answer. If they're going to be looking for that next quarterback, you just can't expect it to fall into your lap. Uh, and when they drafted Roethlisberger, it was coming off a 6-10 and 10 year in 2003. And that was the Tommy Maddox era. I was I went to the last home game that year against San Diego when the Chargers came to town. It was uh, it was a bad year, but it gave them the 11th overall pick, which turned into Ben Roethlisberger. Thank you, Cleveland, for taking Kellen Winslow Jr. instead of Ben Roethlisberger. All right, WV Ken says, given the age and difference, why wouldn't the Steelers cut Hayden and extend Nelson short of a miraculous turnaround? Is there any reason to keep the guilty parties, Colbert and Tomlin? What would it take to fire them? Wow, Ken, I mean... I'm not about to go headhunting for Colbert or Tomlin. No one, and I repeat this, no one thought that the salary cap would ever dip, period, let alone dip to $182.5 million when it was $198.2 the year prior. That's never happened before. And so every team, they're not the only team. Go look at the New Orleans Saints, Ken. Go look at the New Orleans Saints and see what they've had to do. They've had to gut their entire roster. And now all of a sudden they went from a Super Bowl contender to they don't even know who their quarterback is with Drew Brees retiring. I'm not about to hang Colbert or Tomlin uh, high in the streets and say that it's their fault and they should be fired. No, not doing it. Plus, uh, Colbert's already signed an extension. He's in through the 2022 NFL draft. I'm not about to run either of those gentlemen out of town. So if you're... uh, watching live on locker room or listening live on locker room we'll take a quick break when we come back after this we're going to talk about some positions that the Steelers should be targeting in the NFL draft stay tuned be right back Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back. Jeff Hartman here, Joe Edgar, behind the SteelCurtain.com with the second segment of this live Let's Ride podcast for all of those that are watching live or listening on Locker Room. Remember, it's a free app, but you have to be an iOS user. I hate the fact that a lot of my people that follow me, my Ride or Die crew on Twitter, they are Apple Android users. I'm sorry, they're not Apple. They're Android users. They're Google people, and they hate that they cannot use it. I'm Trust me, I'm trying my best to see if they have this in the works. I hope they do, because a lot of people want to know exactly when they're going to be able to join in on the fun live in Locker Room. We've had some great callers already. If you're watching or listening live on Locker Room and you want to speak, just put in a speaker request. I'd be glad to have you on. In the meantime, we're going to head back into the old Twitter mailbag and answer some questions. Brian says, what five positions do you want to see drafted? Not specific players, but position. He gives me the hashtag ride or die crew and then hashtag make locker room app for all. I second that, Brian. So in positional needs, I kind of went over this on Monday with my 3.0 team needs. And I did say, you know, center, offensive tackle, linebacker, running back, and edge. And I can be honest that although not in that order, I think those are five positions I want to see them take in the upcoming draft. Center, I don't think should be at the top, but I do think the tackle should be there. I think running back should be up there. Linebacker and edge should be up there. And I do think they need to find a center somewhere in this draft, but this draft class, in my opinion, is just not that deep. It's not necessary for them to draft uh, a center early. As some people are talking about Creed Humphrey. I don't think that's a first-round pick player. I don't think that at all. I think they can wait. They might be able to get in the second. Some centers they could possibly even get in the third. But those are my positions there, Brian. Boger asks, in, the, in your honest opinion, what do you think Ben's year will be like? Will he struggle, or do you think he will flourish in Matt Canada's system? Ben Roethlisberger's never been a system quarterback. Let me say that right off the bat. He's never been a system quarterback, whether it was Bruce Arians, whether it was Ken Wisenhunt, whether it was uh, – Todd Haley, um, he's never been a guy that typically falls right into the mold. He's just not his M.O., and I get it. But at the same time, if he wants to succeed, he's going to have to buy in. He's going to have to buy in to Matt Canada's system. He cannot just sit there and say, I'm just going to do my thing. This isn't Randy Feetner anymore. And Matt Canada is, from all, all reports, is that he's a very brash guy, not like Todd Haley. Todd Haley was kind of a... A jack wagon, put it that way, and it was get-in-your-face type of guy. Matt Cannon is not necessarily that way, but he wants to run his system. Very special guest coming in now, Pam Hartman. That might sound familiar because that's my mother. <laughs> Hi, Jeff. First Hi. time listener. Love the show. <laughs> Hello, Mom. How are you? <laughs> hey, we have, we have a question for you. Okay. Um, uh, our question is, are we done signing free agents? And if not, who do you think will be up next? Okay, that's a good question. I don't think that they're done. Uh, listen to the numbers earlier in the show. I talked about how they now have around $11 million left. If they were going to take a position, um, I think they should look at center. I've been a, been speaking this from the mountaintops for weeks now. They need to find a veteran center to replace Marquise Pouncey. I don't like B.J. Finney 
or J.C. Hassenauer as starting options for the Steelers. But I also think the cornerback. I think cornerback is a position, especially with Nelson gone. I'm not suggesting they're going to get a guy like Richard Sherman who's still on the market, but there are some serviceable cornerbacks out there that they could possibly bring in. And so it'll be interesting to see if they make a move. If they decide to sit on it, I would understand. They'd probably look for a rollover. Um, that cap money will roll over into next year's cap, but still, I think that they're not, I don't think they're done. I don't think they're done at all. Anything else? Any other questions? No, thanks a lot. All right, thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. <laughs> all right, let's get our next caller in here. I'm, I'm going to try to say this correctly. Is it, is, is it Zamina? <laughs> uh, hi, Jeff. Hi. Well, how do you pronounce your name first? I want to make sure I get it right. Sure, it's Jimena. Uh, Jimena, I'm sorry. Welcome to the show. What's up? What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, I had already sent you my question through Twitter, but uh, since I'm already here, I might as well ask it already. Uh, I, I asked, uh, what do you make of uh, the Steelers signing Tyler Simmons, the wide receiver, and what do you think? Is this going to be like an, an impact player, or he's gonna, just going to be a death piece? And if you think that this means that they are for once, not going to draft a wide receiver at all. Uh, that's a good question. So, the, in case you didn't know, the receiver she's referring to was a second-year receiver who played at Georgia in college. He made it to the practice squad of the Houston Texans for a short time in 2020, never was elevated to the uh, active roster, and he was at the Georgia Pro Day, and he was catching passes from quarterbacks and just running routes, and the Steelers were there. Mike Tomlin and Kevin Colbert were there, and they liked him enough that they gave him a, a, a contract offer. They basically signed him to their offseason roster. Uh, the most research that I've done is, I hate to say this, but I feel like he's just a really good story. You know, it's just that crazy story of, you know, no one knew that 2020 was going to look like, and then he finds his way onto a roster. Now, could I be wrong? Possibly, but... When you think about like a return man or a special teams guy, they kind of already have that in Ray Ray McLeod, and they gave him a one-year contract. Um, I, I just I don't think he makes the team. Maybe he makes the practice squad, and that would be an awesome story as well. But ultimately, I just think that you know I, I don't see him making this roster. I just think he's a great story. But as for your question on whether they won't draft a receiver, I think they're definitely going to draft a receiver because <laughs> maybe not in the second round, but they always draft a receiver, and they have to. Because, in my opinion, you know, you can't rely on Juju Smith-Schuster to be back next season. James Washington will be a free agent after next season. And then what do you have left? Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and that's really it. And Ray Ray McLeod's only on a one-year deal. So I think that they do have to kind of always think about the future, always, you know, look forward to what's going to be coming up and not just what's happening right now. So, sadly, I don't think Simmons makes the team. If he does, it's just as a practice squad player. But I do think they draft a receiver in this draft because that's what they do. And they're really good at it, too. All right. All right. Well, thank you for joining. I appreciate it. It's good to finally hear from one of my Ride or Die crew. It's always on Twitter. I appreciate that. If anyone else wants to speak, just put in a speed request. I'd be glad to have you on. In the meantime, we're going to jump back over to Twitter in the mailbag. And Amanda says, as expected, we get nothing for Nelson. He's referring to the Steelers not getting to work out a trade but just having to release him. Has cornerback leapfrogged any other needs in the Steelers draft? I got our biggest need is linebacker inside and outside. Someone versatile like Collins. He's talking about the Missouri linebacker who can play both. Would be a great pick. I'm sorry. He's talking about the Tulsa Zavin Collins. Uh, Bolton is the Missouri linebacker who's also 
Very, very good. Jerry Olsavsky, the inside linebackers coach, was there at Missouri for the pro day recently, and he was putting him through drills and things like that. So I think that, honestly, um, cornerback, I don't know if I want them to draft a cornerback because they're awful at drafting cornerbacks. I mean, they are horrendous at drafting cornerbacks. Think about the cornerbacks that they've selected. When was the last one that actually panned out? That's what I want to know. I mean, Justin Lane, the verdict is still out. But other than that, we can talk Artie Burns. He's not on the team. I can go through a whole other list of them, whether it's Cortez Allen. Um, you know, I could go even further back in the Kevin Colbert era, but I don't want to do that. But I, I want you all to understand that I do think cornerback is a need. But when it comes to the draft, I'm actually more interested in them, maybe even getting someone like a Ross Cockrell. Remember when they got Ross Cockrell, he was – he was cut by a team. I want to say it might have been the New York Giants. I could be wrong. And he, they picked him up. They picked him up off the scrap heap, and he ends up turning into a pretty good, a very serviceable cornerback. Think about someone like Cody Sensabaugh, who actually, I mean, Cody Sensabaugh was a cast-off. And the Steelers took him, and they turned him into a, a player that got a big contract. I believe it was Bryce McCain was another cornerback that they picked up off the scrap heap. He turned that year in Pittsburgh into a big contract, I believe, in Houston. So, again, I do think that cornerback is a need. I saw someone put that in our chat on the locker room app, that cornerback is a need. I just don't think the Steelers need to do that in the draft. They do need to address it, but I don't think they need to do that in the draft. So take that for what it's worth. Lori, longtime viewer and listener of the program, she says, what do you think the Steelers will do about the tight end position? Do you consider it a top 10 need? Hashtag Ryder Die Crew. Thank you, Lori. Tight end, in my opinion, is the biggest need that no one's talking about. They, hey, think about it. You know, Vance McDonald's gone. Eric Ebron, he's still there. But other than that, you have Kevin Rader. You have um, the rookie's name, uh, the guy that was a rookie. Uh, he's, his name escapes me right now. But he's not really expected to do much. He's out of Michigan. I can tell you all that. Gentry. There we go. Zach Gentry. I just think that the Steelers need to address tight end in some way, shape, or form. And maybe it's maybe they trade. If they would trade like for a Zach Ertz from Philadelphia, that would be awesome. I'm not banking on that to happen, but still. All right, let's go to the next question. Rob says, I see the Steelers have cut Steven Nelson. Does he come back having not found a home elsewhere? He could, but I think that's also very, very rare, Rob. I, I just think that he it feels like they burned that bridge, and he's gone. He's moved on to what he feels are going to be greener pastures. I wish him the best of luck. I don't think he's coming back. Paul says, as I don't think we're done with moves at center, who do you feel more comfortable with starting, a rookie selecting rounds one through three or one of the remaining vet centers out there, ride or die crew? Paul, thank you very much. I am not comfortable with any of the rookies that are coming into the NFL this year as the starting center for the Steelers on day one. Not at all. I just don't think they have. Pouncey, when he was drafted in 2010, he was a, he's going to be able to start on day one. That's the type of player he was. I just don't see that player in this draft class. Not at center. That's not a bad thing. A lot of times centers take time. I've said it since the season ended, I feel. If the Steelers could find that Jeff Harding's type, a guy that has just a few years left on on his career, get them to come in, and then they can draft one of these players maybe in the second or third round, groom them, get them ready, and then you have your center for the next 
five, six, seven, maybe even ten years. So that's what I think. Tanner says, what do you think of Chooks for? I'm wondering how the Steelers feel about him and whether he's a candidate for a second contract. He's flash, but I'm not sure he's the guy for the next decade. And Chooks is a tough one to, to really talk about. He was pretty good in pass protection this year. Then again, the Steelers didn't really extend plays to the point where he was needed in pass protection a lot. He struggles in run blocking. This is going to be a pivotal year for Chooks for Not only is it the last year of his rookie deal, he's going to be looking for that second contract, and he's going to have to show some improvement. I'm curious, is he going to play right or left? Because with Zach Banner coming back, is he going to play on the right side? Is Zach Banner going to be on the left side, or is it going to be switched? That's going to have a lot to do with the... The, the way the Steelers view Chooks for Boss asks, here's my question. Harris, Etienne, or Javante Williams? I'm going to go with Kevin Smith. He's the Cliff Harris is still a punk writer from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. He wrote a great article, ran today, Tuesday, and it said that he thinks, looking at Matt Canada's system, he, he believes that Etienne is the best running back available. If it's not Etienne... I think it's got to be Javante Williams. I just think I like Najee Harris. I'm not saying I don't. I just don't think that he's going to be a a really good fit for the Steelers at this point, especially with their offensive line. Katie asks, after cutting Nelson and making around $10 million in cap space available, do you see the Steelers signing some quality linebackers for depth via free agency and then addressing the O-line in the draft? I'll say this again. If they could go out and get someone like LJ Fort, I think that would be tremendous. It would be so great for them to go out and bring back someone like LJ Ford. Think about that. Think about a linebacking depth chart that would say Devin Bush, Robert Spillane, LJ Ford. Maybe you get Ulysses Gilbert the third to stay healthy. And then you might have someone like Antoine Brooks. You might have someone like Miles Killebrew. You might have someone like Marcus Allen being able to flex down into the box. I would be happy with that linebacker depth, and it would change the draft approach, and then they could go with the O-line, and they could really focus on that. And so, Katie, I I think that they would be smart to go out and get a linebacker. Heck, I would be okay if they got Avery Williamson on the cheap. Avery Williamson is essentially Vince Williams 2.0, just younger, and I think he's a little bit more athletic. So I I think they would be smart to do that, Katie, to be be completely honest. All right, we have Brian back. What's up, Brian? What do you want to talk about? Well, quick question again. I was just thinking about this, but uh, I wanted your take on it. If we had actually drafted William Jackson the third a few years ago uh, in, instead of Cincinnati Bengals, do you think Pittsburgh would have given him a second contract? That's a tough question because William Jackson the third has suffered a lot of injuries and yep. he's been out of the lineup a lot. And I remember his rookie year, I believe he tore, a, he tore a pectoral muscle and missed most of that season, if not all of it. it. It's tough to gauge. I think they would have had a better chance. I mean, you think about it, since the previous collective bargaining agreement was signed and they started the fifth-year option, only two first-round picks for the Steelers have ever not been given their fifth-year option, and that was Jarvis Jones and Artie Burns. And the fact that you can say like those two guys are the epitome of bus, I mean, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's awful. It's awful. I think William Jackson would have been on his way to a second contract, but it, it, I still remember that day. I'm driving home in my car. I was coaching at the time, and I'm listening to the draft on the on the radio. And I was hoping they got William Jackson the third. Everyone mocked him. He was still there, and then the Bengals take him. And I'm literally driving, thinking, "What in the world are they going to do?" And they just mm-hmm. go with Artie Burns, and everyone had a collective. 
Who? Artie what? <laughs> Who? <laughs> He's a great guy, great guy, great kid, but at the same time, just not a first-round talent. But you know what? We'll never know, you know? We'll never know, Brian. But thanks for uh, stepping up. I appreciate it. All right, if, you, if you're watching live or listening on uh, Locker Room, you want to talk, just put in a speaker request. In the meantime, we're going to go back to the Twitter mailbag to finish up the show. Uh, besides Bud Dupree, what's the biggest – what's the Steelers' bigger loss this offseason? I think that the loss – I think Mike Hilton's going to be a bigger loss than people think. I really do. Uh, I think that that's who I would pick as the biggest loss of the season, not counting Bud Dupree. Zibs says, what do you make of Tyler Simmons signing? Uh, do you think he will be an impactful player, just a depth piece? Do you think this means the Steelers will draft a wide receiver at all this year? I kind of answered this earlier in the show. I, I just think it's a good story. I don't think Tyler Simmons is going to make the team. I do think they still draft a wide receiver. Andy asked, do you think with the signing of Juju Smith-Schuster and Ben coming back for one more year, are we going to see the same offense? Ben in the shotgun throwing 40 times a game? Or are they really committed to the running game? I hope it's the running game. Andy, I do think you're going to see more of a balanced approach. I wish I could tell you that Ben's not going to be in shotgun and throwing it 40 times a game, but we all know that that's that the game predicates what happens in that regard. So I hope it's different, but I'm not sure. Let's get Alfred back on here. Alfred, what's up? Hey, Jeff. All right, so you just mentioned about um, having linebacker depth. So here's a quick question for you. Would you rather have the Steelers draft Zayvon Collins first round and go with whoever's available in second round at running back, assuming that that's their plan? Or would you rather have them sign LJ Fort and go running back first round? I think, first off, I think they'd be fine either way. I would be happy either way. So if they were to get Fort and go running back first round, I'm fine with that. If they go Collins first round and get someone like Javante Williams, after, I might be doing a, a happy dance in my in my office watching the draft because I think that would be amazing. A lot of people don't think Javante Williams is going to get to 55 yeah. for the Steelers draft <laughs> in the second round. But maybe the Steelers, if they were to get someone like Collins in the first round and they really want Williams they trade up in the second to get him. I'm not sure. But to, to be completely honest, I just don't think – I think either scenario that you just laid out, they would be okay. I do like the linebacker depth if they get someone like Ford. I really like it as well if they get uh, Zayvon Collins. So it's a, it would be a good problem to have. We'll put it yeah. that way, a good problem to have. Yeah, and I, I, don't, I don't think people know just how good Zayvon Collins is at, in coverage. Um, I think he was like rated the number one coverage linebacker in college last year. Yeah. So if they do go Saving Collins first round, I think that would be just an absolute steal of a, of a pick. Uh, yeah, if because he makes it to twenty four. Absolutely. If he makes it to twenty four, and thank you, Alfred, very much. We appreciate it. If he makes it to twenty four, and fans cannot be enamored with, they have to take offense or they have to take defense. The Steelers are going to be. Smart. They're going to be selective. They're going to take the best player available at that time. And think about some of the moves that they've made as well. You know, they bring in Joe Haig, that guard and tackle. Just by bringing in that veteran, you now have a little bit of leniency with how you address the draft and how you approach the draft. Look at these moves that they're making. Miles Killebrew. These are not just, oh, well, we need to get a guy, so we're just going to get this guy. These are strategic moves and acquisitions and they have an impact they really really do and so keep that in mind as you're watching the rest of this offseason progress as we lead up to the nfl draft 
It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. You want to make sure that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. It is We are an extension of that website. And then also, don't forget that you can listen to my Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Anywhere you get your podcasts, just search, search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. I thank everyone that's watching live on Locker Room, everyone that submitted questions on Twitter. You can follow me on both locations at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N, underscore P-I-T. My ride or die crew, you are the absolute best. As we always finish it out, be safe, be kind, and God bless. I'll see you on Friday for another Let's Ride. Take Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.